The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Here to set you free. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of, for, and by you, the people. And that's this show, your show. And I want to hear your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns in this hour. Wide open telephones, just you and me. Pick up the phone and join us, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 to call. To tweet, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. I'll incorporate any social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, whether on our fan page or my friend's page, and email as well uh, throughout the hour. This morning, as I do every Monday, I was on the Intelligence Report on Fox Business Channel with Trish Regan. And I'm on there twice, usually 2 p.m. Eastern, and then either 20, 25 past or even half past the hour for a second hit, as they call it. Sometimes I often wonder if somebody is in the air cyber uh, highway of uh, police wondering what hits I'm talking about. They're not Soprano-esque in nature. They're broadcasting-esque in nature. But my uh, hit this morning uh, had three topics that we were going to talk about, and then the protest in Chicago kind of pulled us away from that. But all three of them revolved, in a sense, around Donald Trump. One was a meeting that prior to the primary in the great state of West Virginia, that we are very glad to be a part of and have affiliates in, that Mitt Romney and other Republicans are meeting to talk about a potential third-party candidate to run because they feel Trump representing the Republicans will keep people home, push them to Hillary, or give them a Hillary victory. Another is that Paul Ryan, as you know, says, at least as of now, he's not supporting, or right now, he's not supporting Donald Trump. And you'd think, well, Donald Trump and Paul Ryan are supposed to have a sit-down meeting. But Donald Trump has made it clear he's not going to embrace Paul Ryan. He may even replace Paul Ryan. Who needs who more? I mean, does Donald Trump need the GOP? Does Donald Trump need the GOP votes? And is Donald Trump supposed to be the great uniter? Or is he making more headway being the great divider? Now, as a Democrat, I could get popcorn and sit back and watch the division and, oh, please, have a third-party candidate. That would be like the Ralph Nader for us all from the past. It would split the ticket, Hillary or Bernie Sanders, at least for now, but most likely Hillary, would be our next president, and I've been waiting for that since 2008. But speaking of Hillary, there's something else Donald Trump has done. Donald Trump pretty much realizes that she will be on that platform. She is almost 90% or 91% to the way of becoming the Democratic nominee for president, and he looks at her as his opponent. So Donald Trump having the lowest of low numbers in approval with women. His, his, his numbers with women are abominable, reprehensible. 
And that's what pretty much women think of Donald. So what does Donald do? Well, he basically comes out against Hillary, but not based on Benghazi. Not based on anything she did with regard to Libya or Iran or Secretary of State with foreign affairs on an international level. Not what she did for New York or didn't do for New York as as a senator. Not even what she did or didn't do as a first lady. Nope. He wants to talk about her husband, her husband's infidelity, and the role she played. Now, just listen to this, and then you'll get my take, a woman, on this. This is Donald Trump. He defends his comments. He says Hillary's uh, an enabler for Bill Clinton's actions. Listen up. She is playing the woman's card to the hilt. She is going, uh, I mean, I watched over the weekend, and everything is about woman, and Donald Trump raised his voice, and, uh, you know, it's all nonsense. And you know what? Women understand it better than anybody, and... Watch how well I do with women when it counts, when the election comes. Watch how well. Because women want to see strong security. They want to see strong military. They want to see borders where people just can't come crossing, walking across the border like it's Swiss cheese. And you see the damage that's been done to our country with the weak borders. You see what's happening. You see the crime. You see the drugs flowing in and poisoning our youth and everybody else. But then why don't you talk about those issues I and do. get women on your do. side as opposed to talking about infidelity and enabling? Long, one-hour speech. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, it's not one sentence. You were grandstanding on it. You were working the crowd about it. Chris, I spoke very little about that compared to other things. You took, you took a, a small amount of the speech. And you build it up like it's the biggest thing in the world. But it is a big thing. Hey, look, he was the worst abuser of women. You just said I'm making too much of it. Now you say it's a big thing. Excuse me. As a politician in the history of our country, he was impeached. He was impeached. And then he lied about it. He said nothing happened with Monica Lewinsky. And then he said, uh, sorry, folks, it actually uh, did happen. And the guy was impeached for lying. All of that can be true. What does it have to do with Hillary? She can't talk about me because nobody respects women more than Donald Trump. And I'm going to take uh, I will I will be better for women by a by a big factor than Hillary Clinton, who, frankly, I don't even think will be good to women. OK, uh, where do I start? OK, I said on television this morning and I want to be clear. This is the family of family values who likes to give Hillary Clinton a hard time because she stood by her man. This is a family that poo-poos 50-plus percent of the population that divorces and doesn't take their vow before God and their state seriously, and Hillary Clinton did, in sickness and in health, for better or worse. And I would say an infidelity, or many, is worse. Hillary Clinton, in my opinion, should not be demonized for standing by her man. If you told me today, and I said this on national TV earlier, if you told me today my husband's cheating on me, I wouldn't believe you. Why wouldn't I believe you? Because one, I made this vow. Two, I love this man. Three, I trust this man. And I would imagine Hillary Clinton felt the same. I would imagine she felt the same. Another thing, her husband's the sitting president of the United States. What the hell is she supposed to say? I mean, she can, she can be slap him behind, you know, slap him upside the head behind closed doors, but don't do that on national television. Any politician's wife knows there is a conduct that you have when you are married to somebody in political life and, and husbands as well.
for those who are married to women in political life as well. Now, even when information came out, there were accusations. But other than Monica Lewinsky, the accusations from people of sexual harassment, assault, or rape have never been confirmed. Bill Clinton has never been charged with any of these. Yes, he was impeached for subordination of perjury, but he has never charged with any sexual crime, any criminal conduct. And as a matter of fact, one of the accusers, her, her information was so wishy-washy that they didn't even use it to try and take him down during the impeachment process. Remember the, the independent prosecutor, Ken? Don't you think he would have used it if he could have? Well, there's so much going on here. Senior Republicans are seeking a third-party candidate to stop Donald Trump, right? They're, lo- they're looking to run in November's general election as part of a final desperate effort to prevent either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton from becoming president, okay? One. Two. And, and, and I want you to just listen to the desperation of the Republicans, the desperation of the right, okay? The Republican Party is so divided, it's looking to go against perhaps their own nominee who will get that magic number, Donald Trump. Paul Ry- Donald Trump is pretty much like, I don't give a crap about the party. He is beyond a rhino. He is beyond a Republican in name only. This is a guy that is using a red cape with an R on it to get what he wants, which is more power, more fame, and more to feed that ego. He doesn't need the money, as he reminds us, time and time again. And then for his opponent... No, let's not go after her, her record as Secretary of State, her record as Senator, even her record as First Lady. No, let's go after her reaction to her husband and the accusers. Now, seriously, again, my husband and I have been married 20 years this June 28th, all right? And if somebody told me my husband was cheating on me, I wouldn't believe them. And I might, behind closed doors, heck, maybe even in public, say, She's a lion skank, (laughs) okay? Now, does that make me an enabler? Let me explain something to you folks. For all of you that don't know 2 plus 2 is 4, Bill Clinton was my favorite president. But if he were my husband, I would have kicked him to the curb. And let me tell you another thing. If Hillary Clinton had kicked Bill Clinton to the curb, it would not have changed his behavior. An enabler is somebody who goes and buys that heroin or that booze for that attic. An enabler ties the rope or ties that rubber tubing around their arm or maybe holds the arm while they put the needle in or even puts the needle in for them. An enabler turns their back and doesn't say maybe they need help. No, no, no. We don't know what happened behind closed doors. But because a woman kept her vow before God, for better or worse, till death do they part, that doesn't make her an enabler. That makes her somebody who keeps her commitments. But no, Donald Trump doesn't look at it that way. And let me tell you another thing. It makes me almost laugh out loud that Donald Trump would even touch upon adultery, go anywhere near cheating in adultery. Because this is a guy who not only cheated on his first wife, who bore him three children, one daughter and two sons, but while she was home with those three children, He was stooping Marla Maples, impregnated her while married to another woman, divorced that woman, married her, and then cheated on her with current wife. Please, Donald, stay away from adultery and cheating and people who do that, because you do too.
you have that problem. And then was Ivana, was Ivana Trump, his wife, an enabler? Please. Okay, was Marla an enabler? How, how many of his current, I don't know what's going on currently, how many of the past wives knew and turned their head? They took a vow. They stayed with him, and I would have kicked him to the curb, too. I would never marry him, for better or worse. So let me ask you some questions in this hour. we got a lot going on with the desperation of the Republicans. One, what do you think will come of Mitt Romney, Senator Ben Sasse, and other Republicans looking for a third-party Sasse? Senator Ben, sorry, I don't know all the Republican guys. Senator Ben Sasse and other Republicans looking for a third-party candidate to run so they have an alternative to voting for Trump or Hillary. 8886-LESLIE. Now, what does it say about Trump that major figures of the party that he is the nominee of, like both President Bush's, current Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, and former presidential nominee Mitt Romney, are refusing to endorse this guy for president. 888 888-653-7543. How will all of this division in the GOP regarding Trump play out in November in the general election? Will Trump be able to unify his party ahead of November? Can unity and Trump be said in the same sentence? 888-6-LESLIE. And will Republicans that are ashamed of their nom- uh, nominee end up voting Democrat? 888-6-LESLIE. Not voting at all. 888-6-LESLIE. Or are they just going to bend over for Donald? 8886-LESLIE. What do you think of Donald Trump blaming Hillary Clinton and calling her an enabler for her husband's infidelity? How about his defense of these comments where he states he did it as retribution for her playing the woman card? No, Donald. You played the woman card. She made a fundraising gig out of it. 8886-LESLIE. Can you imagine the world's response if the leader of the free world used sexist and victim-blaming language like this? And you're all worried about a burqa. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Is Trump digging himself further and further into a hole when he attacks Bill Clinton for adultery when he himself has had at least two that we know of extramarital affairs? There are probably multiple more, and so is alleged. He even conceived a child with someone other than his wife out of wedlock while he was married. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Family Valleys, I love Jesus. Would a third-party candidate run by Republicans ensure a victory for the Democratic nominee? 8886-LESLIE. Hillary Clinton is assembling a Republicans for Hillary group. Maybe she'll give them cards on her campaign trail. With every offensive, sexist, racist, and bigoted comment that Donald Trump makes... Is he helping membership in that group grow? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do you feel Republicans' best chance for a third-party candidate has already slipped by? 8886-LESLIE. And who would that be? Who should that be? Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney, Michael Bloomberg, 8886-LESLIE. And lastly, Trump's campaign tries to link bigotry with patriotism. Do you think it does? Try to link bigotry with patriotism? Is that how he's been able to gain so many uneducated followers who also appear to be racist? 8886-LESLIE. Back to you. Your calls, 8886-LESLIE. Your tweets. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886-LESLIE.
Julie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of four and by you, the people. Let's get to the calls. We have a lot to talk about in this hour. Um, let's start it out with Max in Charlotte on line one, listening on Progressive Voices. Hey, Max, good afternoon. Happy Monday. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, you know, like I'm a peace activist, so I actually travel a lot and okay. I got a fine. And I normally ask people, you know, I pass all literature and stuff like that, and I ask people, especially in four cities, Winston-Salem, uh, Raleigh, Durham, Asheville, Chapel Hills, and uh, and one other place. Okay, so, but anyways, but most of those places that I stop at, I would say every place, if they're not supporting Donald Trump, they're supporting Bernie Sanders. And Hillary Clinton, she falls in third. So I honestly don't see Hillary Clinton winning North Carolina. So the thing is, I wonder why. What's the well, the polls show why? you were, the polls show you are wrong. One of which is demographics, and she she does very well with African American voters, and you have a huge African American voter demographic voter base in that state. Um, yeah, and, but and, and, and second, is. and second, wait, wait, secondly. Believe it or not, Hillary Clinton um, is a Methodist and has been a church-going Christian her whole life and, and created a Bible study when she was in the Senate uh, for female senators in Washington, and that's very well known. North Carolina also has a very large evangelical community who don't um, like Donald's claim of being a Christian, but the lifestyle does not show such. Uh-huh. Okay, so people could look at, you know, like they, they, according to the poll numbers that we have looked at, you know, people have been getting them wrong. And I could tell you, I stand on the street corner. I talk to, uh, I'm very well dressed. I talk to wealthy people, to poor people, and, and none of them like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I'm but if it comes down, I understand what you're saying. But if it comes down to her. Donald Trump or Hillary, they're either going to have to choose between one of those or stay home. Bernie's not going to be an they option. Do, if they do, the black people here in North Carolina, you bet they they love Hillary Clinton. That's but right. But there's still not enough of them to put her to put North Carolina into the Democratic uh, uh, a winning. You know, winning. Well, actually, state. well, then I guess all the polls uh, disagree with you because all the polls show Hillary Clinton. As a matter of fact, this past week just got a bump and has a sizable lead compared to a lot of the other swing states over Donald Trump, where she's got just you know a three or four percent lead. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's get back to those calls. And we were finished with our last caller before the break. Uh, thank you to Max in uh, Charlotte. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx Line 2. Michael, good afternoon. Hello, Leslie. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. What's up, Michael? Well, you know, first off, as I said before, when it comes to um, Donald Trump and these Republicans, it's like a mirror image of each other. Because, um, you know, the way he acts, it's pretty much been the same thing with the Republican Party for the past eight years. But I want to take this opportunity to give him a serious political butt-whipping. How dare he chastise Hillary Clinton? Because, like you said, at least Hillary Clinton stayed married to Bill Clinton. And whatever went on with um, with him and Monica Lewinsky, at least he did not impregnate her or engage in a certain activity that would result in a pregnancy. Can't say the same for Donald Trump. So, once again, he opens his big mouth and he's got, already got three strikes against him. And 
that area, so he shouldn't be opening his mouth along that. And then what if Hillary had divorced Bill Clinton? Then the Republicans would be saying, with their um, Christian morals and family values, you're not supposed to divorce. So it's like, damn if she does, damn if she doesn't. But I applaud Hillary for standing on her two feet and really showing um, the people, especially Republicans, of what it means to be in a if you want to call it the Christian morals and family values card that they always want to play. You know uh, you know, yeah, I do. Michael, let me ask you, I know you're a man. I mean, I'm a woman. I have my opinions on this. But do you think, uh, because I do, that it's sexist for Donald Trump to talk about anything with regard to Bill Clinton? Because it, to me, it's almost like saying that when a woman runs for office, you know, she's responsible for the actions of her husband. But men, not really responsible for actions of their female family members. That's crap. You want to know why? Because you have male drunk drivers and you have female drunk drivers. So what are you going to say? That if a guy is driving drunk, it's the wife's fault? You know, every one of us has our own individual responsibilities. If a cop pulls you over because you're drunk driving or you do something wrong, what is he going to write the ticket to? He's going to write the ticket to the driver, not to the driver's wife if the driver is a male. I mean, come on, people. Come on. Get off it already. All right, let's uh, continue the calls. Thank you, Michael. Let's go to Paul in Washington, Line 3, listening on PV Progressive Voices. Paul, good afternoon. Paul? There okay. you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hi, good afternoon. Hi. Well, I, I think your caller from, from Charlotte is a little confused. Uh, I would ask this question. Name the top five states that Donald Trump is guaranteed to win. You <laughs> can't. So, huh? You can't. You, you can't. And I don't even think you can guarantee him Texas, for that matter, because Ted Cruz won Texas in the primaries handily, and I don't think they like him, Donald Trump, very much. Oh, I, I think I, I would give him Texas, but I, I got to tell you, and it's going to be a fight for New York because they're both, in a sense, from there. Um, and New York, uh, it's hard for New York to go red, but a lot of people don't view him as red. But Texas has a huge Latino population. Yeah, yeah. I, so yeah. That's why I think Texas is in play. Oh, uh, uh, wait a minute. we got to disagree here. I, I was going to name the six, well, five, let's go. Here are the states, that, uh, the, the top states that uh, Hillary, or the Democrat, I don't care if it's Hillary or Bernie, is going to win. California, Oregon, Washington, New York, Illinois, and Massachusetts. That's 135 electoral votes right there. That's half the way that she needs to be. Oh, that, yeah. And then you add, the, you know, some of the little ones like Connecticut and, and, and Rhode Island. I think she'll, and I think she's, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me, and I think she's going to win our Arizona. I think she's going to pull it out um, because of the uh, number of Hispanics in that state. But but you agree that the, the six that I named are guaranteed in her column. I guarantee, yeah, I, get, I think it's a guarantee in her column. I don't well, know what's going to happen in Ohio. He plays pretty well blue-collar workers. Maybe I think so. she's going to, I think she's going to get North Carolina and you know what? Pennsylvania has not gone red in so long. I just can't see it. He might pull off uh, Florida. Then again, it's a very diverse state. Right. But we, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Florida are always the key swings. But she doesn't need Ohio and Florida to be president. He does, definitely, Ohio right. and, and Florida possibly. As Correct. Well. But let, let me, let me uh, steal some analysis from my friend Michael Medved on the other side, who says, look, it's, a much more sim- it's much simpler than what we're saying. What... Five million people who voted for Barack Obama in 2012 have to vote for Donald Trump this time, and that's not going to happen. Correct. So, so I mean, what, what would be different? What would be different in 2016, for, for instance, in Virginia, that, was, that people would say, oh, by the way, with, with 
President Obama at an approval rating at this point over 50 percent. Why do those Why do those people in Virginia say, "Oh yes, Donald Trump is the answer"? I don't I don't see it. I, I think this is this is going to turn out to be like a football game, uh, a, a pro football team. This is all going to come down to coaching at this point. If if indeed Donald Trump is the nominee versus versus Hillary Clinton, this is going to be like coaching a professional football team. Let's say the Denver Broncos who won the Super Bowl versus Morning Glory Heights Union High School. All right, so let's get back to my questions. How likely do you think it is that Mitt Romney and the others are going to put forth a third-party nominee, or is it too late time-wise? That's a disaster. And, and the reason is, again, the analysis, what happens in these states that Mitt Romney lost, nine out of ten swing states last time, that, that, that gives uh, Mitt Romney, or, or let's say a Mitt Romney-type candidate, a plurality, because nobody's going to get a majority, but a plurality, and then what happens to the completely disenfranchised Trump voters who say, huh, uh-uh, they're going to go for Trump. So he, 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 Mitt Romney doesn't take from any Democrats at all. Mitt Romney doesn't take because, again, what, where do 5 million voters who voted for Barack Obama, why do they finally say, oh, yes, now Mitt Romney, I was so stupid last time I should have voted for Mitt. Uh, I'm sorry, it doesn't happen. Okay, so what happens then with the Republican Party? Donald Trump's not uniting. So do they all come over to his side and hold their nose and gather around him and pretend to sing Kumbaya? Or does he just say, screw you, divides the party? And if he divides the party, what happens to that part of the party that's been divided? Do they stay home or do they know, say, screw you, we're going to throw our party under the bus and we're going to elect Hillary? Uh, well, the at this point, the dumbstruck Republican Party is sort of whistling past the graveyard, and they're, tr- they're trying to, uh, I mean, my ear to the ground, they're trying to go, oh, yeah, not, you know, we're, we're a united party, but no. In, in reality, they are furious, and they are not voting for... De- if the Bushes aren't showing up to the convention, the Bush family, that is, if they're not showing up to the Republican convention, that, that's, a, that's a huge wing of the party. Those people are going to... Uh, those people might vote for a third candidate, a third-party candidate, but... I think those people will either stay home or vote for Hillary Clinton because she's, you know, there's a lot of Republicans who are sort of middle ground Republicans. They don't go for all of this uh, high test uh, social issues like gay marriage and abortion, and they don't care about that. And they probably, I think they would, they would size up Hillary Clinton as being fiscally tolerable, fiscally tolerable enough to them that they would just vote for. Her. I don't, I don't, I think. And, and one, and one last one. Do you think? that Donald Trump's efforts to demonize Hillary make her look more like a victim with regard uh, to his comments about her enabling Bill Clinton with his indiscretions. Oh, this is so ridiculous. Uh, I, I'll tell you, even, even the women who are, who are sort of against Hillary right now, if this much keeps up, I, I see, uh, let's see, I don't, have a good, I don't have a good moniker for this, but I, women, women, are, women is thicker than water. Women unity is thicker. Women are going to be fed up with this. They're not going to take this stuff. This all this dredging up this stuff. It, I don't think honestly all of uh, Bill Clinton's womanizing. I don't think anybody cares. Nobody. Well, cares. I agree with you. That's not top of mind of voters' agenda. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate your call, and I agree with you on a lot of points, especially that. What do voters care about? They care about the economy, job creation, uh, security, ISIS. They don't really care about who a former president slept with so many years ago. By the way, since Monica Lewinsky, it seems he's been a good boy. Uh, let's go to uh, Nino in Ithaca on line four, listening on WNYY fourteen. 
1070 AM, one of our great affiliates throughout the country. Nino, good afternoon and welcome. Well, good afternoon, Leslie. I love your show. I listen to you every night. I wish everybody did. Thank you. Me too. I'm going to start with that. And then I'm going to go back to your very uh, first question in this session uh, where you said, what would the world, what, what would the world think of uh, our candidate uh, questioning uh, Hillary Clinton in this way? And, and I have to say, the world is listening. Uh, I just, I just, I'm a lawyer. I just got out of court. I was talking to a friend of mine. She's been in Europe for the past month. And I asked her, I said, you know, what, what do they think? They think it's a joke? And she said, no, you know, she said, it stopped being a joke over there a long time ago. She said, uh, the sentiment that I get mostly uh, was uh, sympathy. And uh, I, I, I said, holy cow, they, they feel sorry for what we're going through, you know. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm 62 years old. I, I, I'm a lawyer. Uh, you think I'd be conservative as possible, but I, I'm not because I'm a child of the 70s. And, uh, but I was Republican for a long time until this year. Uh, why? Because my father was a Republican. Uh, but uh, this year, well, can't do it. Just can't do it. So I'm independent. But anyway, I just want to make those comments. That uh, Oh, and as far as Clinton goes and Monica Lewinsky, my cousins in Italy, when that was going on, were like, what's the big deal? He's a good president. And, uh, you know, they have a little different uh, attitude uh, in Italy than, than we do, I think. So anyway. Yeah, you know, and, and, and honestly, some people might say, you know, if you look, you know, we, we've seen in France the president's uh, funeral, former president and former prime minister's funeral. We saw a wife and a mistress both at the funeral. Those kinds of things are more accepted in other countries. America yep. more Puritan. And, I, and I, I don't accept it. I mean, I think if you make a marriage commitment, you make a marriage commitment. Quite frankly, even if you're not married, if you're in a committed relationship, you should be committed to that person you're in that relationship with, you know, whether they're male or female, whether you're, you know, gay or straight. Uh, just as if you're in a committed relationship with a group of you, it seems to be great reality show material these days uh that should that should be a commitment uh there uh, as well but yeah i agree with you um i think i think the problem for people with with bill clinton they tried to get the clintons on so many things travel gate whitewater gate vince foster gate nanny gate the list goes on and they couldn't and what brought him down unfortunately was a really stupid decision um i think a lot of people were upset as i was that she was you know a young impressionable young woman who although it was consensual and although it wasn't sexual intercourse um he was you know having a sexual relationship in nature outside of his marriage inside the oval office on the taxpayer dime with an intern on the taxpayer dime who uh was young and impressionable and you know i'm sure she fantasized about him leaving his wife and marrying her uh but you know i'm sure if you it, it, even now if you talk to monica Lewinsky as a, you know a, a fully grown woman uh she knows that that was uh, in a sense delusion by love you know back in the day um yeah. you know uh, look we've all i think we've all been there to a degree i mean you know i i had a crush on my boss who was getting married and and, 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 and he was he was hitting on me at his wedding. And I mean, this was just, you know, a scumbag. And I'm not saying President Clinton was a scumbag. I can't say that because I really like President Clinton. But I do feel they are they are separate issues. And one is private. And what made it public is he did it in the public house, the White House. Well, I, I, I get that completely. But the, the issue is, why is this a, an issue for the candidacy in 2016 at all? Uh, because honestly, I, let's admit it. 
He can't get her on Benghazi. 17 bipartisan investigations found no smoking gun, no there there, no blame. She is not responsible for the deaths of those people. And if people want to say she lied to their family members, no, no. No, I, you know, I mean, we, we, you know, there were, there were terrorists, and there were also terrorists who attacked and reacted in Egypt and elsewhere in response to um, that video. But, I mean, you know, she she did not hold the gun or pull the trigger. And you know what? If he were going after her for Benghazi, that I get. If he were going after anything she had done as Secretary of State or a senator, as Senator, or even when she was First Lady, judgment-wise, that I get. But as a wife? No. Uh, no. Not, especially when you were doing so poorly with women and when you have your own sordid past yourself. Foolish. Yeah. I don't know what advised him of this. Yeah, I know. That's why I went independent this year. I just, I, 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 I feel like I went to sleep and woke up in a nightmare. Okay, so you, you're an independent. What do you do in November? Uh, I, quite frankly, I would vote for Bernie Sanders if he's there. But it, you probably, we won't be numbers-wise, just don't, doesn't look in that way. So uh, who do you vote for if it is who everybody is predicting, who the predictions are pretty much accurate at this point, Trump and Clinton? I, I don't know how there can be a question. It cannot be Trump. It would have to be Hillary. Well, I'm glad you say that because I'm a Hillary gal, but if Senator Sanders were on that stage, he has my vote as well, and I am a Democrat. I was an independent back in the day. Thank you for your call, Nina. I hope to hear from you again soon, Nina. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall, when the truth matters. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Listening on TuneIn, Cliff. Good afternoon and welcome. What's your take on this? A lot, and uh, we're talking about Republican desperation. Well, first of all, I just I'm really getting a bit tired of the media desperately trying to make this race out to be a horse race, like it's going to be a close election. This is going to be domination in the likes of Reagan versus Mondale in 1984. Uh, I, I just don't see how uh, Trump can win. He does not have the political acumen or capacity to engage in a robust debate as to why he should be commander or chief of the country. Uh, and I just think the forces that are gathering against him are just going to be insurmountable for him to overwhelm. Okay. Thank you. Anything else? Yeah, I just think, like, here's the thing. In a presidential election, it's not necessarily the, the candidates themselves that sways you, but it's their surrogates. I'm going to name some names of people that are going to be on the stump for Hillary Clinton. Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton. I'll take that fab five of surrogates versus anybody Donald Trump puts out there, and I see Hillary Clinton being the 45th president of the United States. Oh, boy, you make me tingle when you talk like that, Cliff. All right, thank you for your call, buddy. <laughs> uh, have a good afternoon. Thank you. Let's go to Georgia listening on Progressive Voices as, as well as uh, – actually, uh, he wasn't listening on Progressive Voices. Cliff is listening on TuneIn. But Reggie, like some others, like Paul earlier, listening on Progressive Voices. Reggie on line one in Georgia. Good afternoon. 
How you doing, Leslie? Happy Monday to you. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Um, first off, I would just like to know, why is Donald Trump, he's bringing up and dredging up Bill Clinton's and other people's past sexual indiscretions? Because he has nothing on Hillary. He's desperate and has nothing on Hillary. And I don't know what idiot told him, hey, you're doing bad with women. Attack her in a female capacity. Right. Is he obsessed, psychotically obsessed with other people's sexual indiscretions outside of his own? And it'd be like him and him bringing up other people's past sexual indiscretions. It's like Rush Limbaugh. It's like Cheech and Chong pointing their finger at somebody who smokes too much pot. I don't get it. Yes, it's like Rush Limbaugh bringing up other people's past drug addiction. You know what I'm saying? Without bringing or up overeating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that too. Why is he bringing that up? Why can't he just focus on the political issues at hand? Because that's the kind of guy he is, and that's honestly what a lot of his followers and supporters like, is when he, as they say in comedy, goes blue, when he attacks a person personally. Um, you know, Lion Ted, uh, talking about the size of somebody's hands in relation to or correlating that to their size of their genitalia. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on with how ugly this guy gets. The uglier he gets uh, with his rhetoric, whether it be about banning somebody of one religion from coming here, calling people of an ethnicity from a nation like Mexico rapists and murderers, and he did not say illegals, I must stress once again, um, you know, or attacking somebody uh, based on uh, their gender, which he's doing with Hillary Clinton again and again, and now attacking what she did or didn't do with regard to, you know, her husband. And I'm, I don't understand why there isn't a reporter that says, well, was your first wife enabling you when you knocked up Marla Maples? Why doesn't any reporter have the cojones to say that? Hell, the BBC reporter would say that. Right, because I guess... If you, open that, if you open that door, it's okay. Right. I guess they're scared of them. So they might lose access and availability to them. But if somebody attacks him like they all do... That's pretty he'll, sad. He'll cry. He'll cry while bitch you complain and, and he get all butthurt and tweet about it, right? And attack them the next day or the next minute or second, right? If somebody did it to him, right? Yeah. I, I, mean, I, 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 I hear you. All right. Anything yeah. else, dear? Yes. I mean, like I said, he should stick on the issues at hand, focus on the issues, and, not, and stop being a lifelong schoolyard bully or the big man on camera, as he likes to refer to himself, because he's not that anymore. The guy's like 70 years old. He should act like a full-grown adult, right? He should know better than that, right? He's got kids and grandkids who look up to him. Is that a possible? That's an example he wants to set for them, you know? An well, I, like I don't that? think he cares about that. I mean, he even said that his daughter with Marla Maples, he didn't, you know, he'd write the check to her to go to school. He had really little involvement of her in her life, and that he wasn't very involved uh, in in her life, and you know, was cool with that. Unfortunately. Uh, sad for her, or maybe good for her, who knows. Um, a- anyway, uh, th- thank you. We have a couple of emails here. Um, Ken in Albuquerque says, I heard your discussion on the radio about Republicans seeking a third-party candidate to put up against Trump. Former New Mexico Governor Gary Johnson is once again the libertarian candidate and claims to be doing well in polling. That includes his name. Why isn't this being talked about more widely? And he says, I'm saying this as a Dem, a Bernie supporter, but ready to support Hillary if she's the nominee. That's a good point. There is another party out there already. It's just uh, they don't you know, seem to uh, tap into that they being the republicans and the establishment i'm leslie marshall have a great day we'll be back again tomorrow hope you will as well and thank you to my great crew mark and andrew my producers for the radio show here on the only true democracy in talk radio have a good afternoon to women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time dr frederick brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world and the dealer got high on his own supply from imperative entertainment and the team behind broken hearts 
comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon, and this is The Baron of Botox. Botox.